So welcome to Fans of the Forge. I'm here with Mareko. That's me. From Dragon's Breath Forge here in Connecticut. We're going to do a quick interview, cover some of his episodes, well, the two that you were on, and uh, just kind of generally talk about uh, forging and, and your style and everything. So let's do it. <laughs> so we were introduced to you on season one, episode seven. Yes, yeah, Where you competed with Jamie, who was also here. Yeah. Um, and you guys were given a ball bearing. Oh, Jesus. To make a blade that had to be between 9 and 13 inches long, and it had to have a hollow grind, which you have never done at that time before, or right. dealt with a ball bearing. So what kind of were you thinking when you had to uh, do all that? <laughs> so I think it was like two and a half inches. It was a giant. It was big. It yeah. was a giant uh, ball bearing, and that is a large, <clears throat> a large mass to try to heat up. Um, because it's so big, I didn't actually know if the forges were going to be able to do it. They did it, fortunately, uh, but that's just such a huge time suck to even just start off right. with like cold steel straight in the forge and be like, cool, yeah, I hang out here for like half right. an hour now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, getting that and then uh, getting it worked down into uh, material that you could then forge a knife out of, uh, that was definitely a big part of the challenge. Um, so and then I've I had done some forging with fifty two one hundred, but when you're starting with a ball bearing, you're starting with something that's already hardened. So then you have to kind of like reverse engineer the material in a way to then make it something that you can actually use for a knife. Right. Um. So yeah. So not too much really happened. I mean, yeah, you found some cracks while you're grinding. You know, that's kind of. No big deal. It's kind of standard now. It's kind of standard. You <laughs> just try to grind right through them. Um, so round two, you chose Marcara for uh, handle material against just some grinding. Um, the big drama for you was that the drill bit broke. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Trying to they, and I didn't swear when they went to commercial. I was like, beep, beep, beep. Yeah. I didn't swear at that point, but yeah. I did later. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry, I, to back up a little bit, I thought you were just asking about the, the ball bearing, but you are kind of asking about the whole round of the forging yeah. and the grinding. Uh, so to back up just a little bit, um, yeah, doing the hollow grind, that was nerve-wracking just because I, I freehand grind, and a lot of people that do uh, the hollow grind, they do it uh, using some sort of work rest and something. And so right. to, to learn how to do something and do it all in a competition setting was super nerve-wracking. My knife, actually, there's a part of the show where uh, the judges are looking at Adam's work, and they're like, oh, look at the size of that thing. They're making it. They were actually talking about my knife, because originally my knife was almost 13 inches long. Yeah. It was a giant, like, uh, Jason Knight-style, like, mm -hmm. or recurve chopper right. kind of knife. And then that's after doing my thermal cycling, and um, I found some of those cracks, and I had to, fortunately, I had it super long, and I did that intentionally because I thought if anything goes wrong with it, it's gonna happen farther out of the tip. So I can then scoot it down. I was just over nine. I think it was like nine and an eighth or nine. Oh, and really? So I had to shrink it up quite a bit. But it was a giant beast of a blade. I actually have kind of a reproduction of that knife here. I'll show you guys. Okay, after, cool. Afterwards, uh, what it was supposed to look like. Uh, but yeah, and then getting the grind in there, it, it was actually a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. So fortunately, that wasn't too much of an issue. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the judges said it came out really well. They said they really liked the hollow grind that you did on it. Yeah. So for not having done it before, I mean, it came out pretty well. So. Yeah, that's right. Dave wanted it to be a little bit taller. Yes. Uh, but considering, like, 
I was just trying to stay meet the parameters, right. and that's obviously as you watch the show, like that's the thing that really bites people in the ass. Uh, I just actually watched JD's episode and just missing that one piece of uh, metal on top of being underneath length, like you know, you gotta have, yeah. you gotta draw the line somewhere. And so I was trying to make sure at least I met that um, because as you saw going into the second round, I pretty much grounded all back out flat again, and then <laughs> went back and re-hollow grounded yeah. again uh, because it was just so thick yeah. and like. Uh, you know, Jay Nielsen loves saying, you know, forge thick, grind thin. Yeah. And so it's, if you, if it's too thick and you don't have the right belts to do the work, it can be kind of a pain. But fortunately, they did have some good belts yeah. on set. Um, so it worked yeah. out. So during the testing, um, the ice block chop, were you kind of worried about that at all? seeing that okay they're gonna be hacking my blade into this block of ice yeah I, w I mean definitely i've never done that but i know that ice uh is super hard material basically yeah. um and they did tell it uh, at least in the first couple seasons they only uh for the second round when they did the actual testing they only t told you one part of the testing because they'd say like you're gonna do an ice chop mm -hmm. and then a specially designed edge retention tester like, right what right. the hell does that mean <laughs> yeah. so um now they tell you everything, uh, in, especially in like the fourth and fifth seasons. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, doing it. So my big concern with doing the ice chop was making sure that I, I ground the blade to have a robust enough geometry to withstand that kind of force and to, to slam into something that hard. Yeah. So it was probably my edge geometry is pr pretty thick. It was probably about 40 or 50 thousandths of an inch mm -hmm. uh, at the cutting edge, which is just under a 16th of an inch. And uh, but I just I just wanted to make sure that nothing blew out. Yeah. Um, because that would obviously be completely devastating and right. send you down the drain. Pretty yeah. Well. So you did well. You held no issues with the cracks. Um, was it Maxon's that broke? Yeah. His just broke. That right. was, that was the first hit too. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think. So the way they did edited the show, I think it actually happened on the second hit, but. Um, you you know they cut away they start with jake yeah. hitting and then they cut away to us going oh my god yeah. and then and so they actually get i think it's on the fourth hit okay because yeah, i i noticed that when they showed when jay like walked away they showed that ice block it, it was beat up i was like that wasn't the first it couldn't have been the first because it was already chunks missing out of that yeah. block but to yeah it kind of that sucked to see that go oh totally but brutal was, yeah well, and they also, uh, they went straight from the edge, or from the ice chopping to the other test. But the way they told that, shared that nar narrative for that episode, they did all the ice block chopping first, and then they went and did everything else. Yeah. Um, but I guess they didn't really have to go on to everything else because Maxon's blade broke, yeah. so... But they did actually do more testing. It's, okay. it's it's interesting to go back and watch the episode, especially the ones that I've been on, and be like, it's, I don't know why <laughs> they made that call to cut out all this stuff. But like, yeah. like they they could have done a lot more. Like I said, my originally my blade I forged out was like almost 13 inches long. Yeah. And they didn't, they didn't show do any, any of that. that. No. <laughs> Which is too bad. I, it was a cool looking knife. Yeah, cause I think what um, they did show Adams being. Oh, super long. <laughs> super long. Yeah. And then he chopped that out, but then it was still but really he took it long. From the wrong, yeah, he took the, the, yeah. the extra off the wrong end. Right. Um, so. Yeah, they didn't show any of the other tests other than Ice Shop. Yeah. So, round three, you guys have to go home. You have to make a Roman Gladius. Right. Were you amped up to make something like that? I was super nervous because <laughs> my, my forge at home is only 11 inches long. Um, but 
that that's neither here nor there because normally actually the forge that we have here at Dragon's Breath Forge mm-hmm. is about the same because yeah. you only want to really heat up the area that you're gonna, you're gonna be work. working yeah exactly uh, but my heat treating kiln was not as long oh um, yeah. and so I had to like do it at a weird angle and mm-hmm. it's just super awkward and yeah. so the concern was getting an even heat along the whole blade I did do that um, and heat treating everything went fine but I think uh, oh, am I getting ahead of myself? Should I talk about no, how to no? Because okay. oh, I mean, the only notes I really have is you made a six hundred eighty layer Damascus right. billet for that. Yeah, um, and it's really you know day one that was all they showed. Day two, you forged a rough shape, started grinding, right, and did a quench, started handle construction. They skipped the day four. You're still working on handle, and then day five, you're just kind of oh, like oh yeah, the handle. So I think the handle is definitely what ultimately, um, like I said, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but it was a pretty intense build. Overall, I think there were 33 individual pieces in that entire handle. So it was complete takedown construction. So that means there are all kinds of indexing pins that are in there Mm -hmm. as well to help make sure everything lines up in place. It's, again, the first time I'd ever done that. So I'm learning how to do it and doing it all at the same time, which is why it took like two and a half days to build. And by the end of third... uh, let's say the middle of the third day I was still working on that handle fortunately the blade and everything was alright so right. it was just a matter of finishing out that handle mm-hmm. super stressful the last little part that helps hold all the handle together is essentially uh, a bolt a nut that mm-hmm. tightens up from the from the pommel of the handle yeah. so I made a little spike one out of Damascus mm-hmm. um, but then turning like I don't have a lathe so I, I had chucked it into a drill press and was oh, like yeah. files and <laughs> other stuff to like kind of cut it down but um, it was super stressful, and uh, the one thing I think if, if I were to do it again, it probably would have been fine if I had glued it. But, yeah. But we find out. We find out something during the <laughs> testing. So the first step of slice test, you had to cut through branches and vines, yeah. sugar canes. Yeah. Yours is very light, very sharp. Um, handle felt secure. Like an inch and a half, two inches in front of the yeah, door. Yeah, Doug was very pleased with it. Yeah. Um, then the kill test went up against a ballistics dummy. He had some deep cuts, plenty of kill shots, mm-hmm. um, strength test. The kill shot to the throat, Yeah. when he did that, I heard it go into the bone. I was like, oh, shit, yeah. the tip's going to come out broken. Oh, yeah. Fortunately, it didn't. But He's was, like, oh, it goes all the way to the spine. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, no. <laughs> and then they pull out this crazy rig for this oh, yeah. uh, strength test to swing it into another Gladius that they made. Yeah. Um, but your edge held up and had a, you know, it was a strong blade. He said, so they don't show this too often. They may make you guys go out while they go in their little deliberation room. Right. Um, so, you know, they make a point to say, well, the handle actually bent a little bit. But, you know, versus Jamie, who had a slight bend when he brought it. Right. And his blade. And then Doug had an issue with his handle rolling. Right, because of how round it was. Right. During the vine chop. Yeah. There was some edge damage. Um, but they like this Damascus pattern. And then they show you, they say, well, Jamie wins. And I was, I, that surprised me because <laughs> I was like, well, all this, he just has his handle bent. That's all. I mean, they had these other points against Jamie's, but right. I was a little surprised that you got the boot instead of him for that. But. Yeah. My wife actually thought I had lied to her about losing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, I promise I lost as much as I hate to say it. And then dun dun dun! Like yeah. we were literally watching the episode, she she thought I was actually going to be win win because of the way they just like the way they told the story yeah. the whole episode it was like building me up to be the winner, and then that was it. Um, 
which is brutal. And I think I, I mulled all over it for a while myself because I was like, what the hell happened? Like, I, it seemed like it was doing really great. Um, and it did bend off just the slightest, like, literally one or two degrees, like, the mm-hmm. very slightest little thing. Uh, and when they show the shot in the in the episode, it's Doug looking at the, the handle edge on, but it's actually the bend was the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think ultimately it came down to which is the easier thing to fix. Uh, to fix the handle, even though it was a takedown construction, traditionally yeah. they didn't do a takedown construction. So you'd have to take that whole handle apart to fix that material and mm-hmm. put it all back together. Versus Jamie's, uh, a bend in the blade, um, while it might not have been the best to present it that way, it is a fixable issue. And yeah. the way the edge rolled, that just kind of really indicates that he took it uh, to too acute of an angle when he sharpened it instead of giving it, again, kind of a more robust edge. Um, and th- that mm-hmm. way it would have withstood kind of the toughness test. Right. But so I think it came down to they both look great. They both performed well. Which one is more of a pain in the ass to fix versus the other? And mine, I think, ultimately ended up being the one that was going to yeah. be a bigger pain. So, but you seem really sad about that. I appreciate it. I, I was I was <laughs> like, hey, this isn't right. But anyway, so you get brought back I did. by Doug because of that weapon, that the Gladius that yeah. you made, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. So was that kind of humbling? Be like, oh, this is awesome. for sure. It, you know, so after the show, uh, recording the first episode with the, with, uh, the Gladius, I kept in t- touch with. Doug and mm-hmm. we talked from time and he's just like that Gladius I can't get over that Gladius yeah. and he loved it um, and so when they did that episode yeah it was awesome to, ha- to see that he was still thinking of me in right. that episode and how, how much he really liked my work out even just outside of that he'd seen a lot of my other stuff mm-hmm. and he's like I really want you to come back and kind of get an opportunity to redeem yourself yeah I mean that was so season four out. so he'd seen a lot of other blades come yeah. through but a lot. you know he picked yeah. yours to come back so yeah. that was really neat um, you guys were given some high carbon round stock, and you had to make pull a piece of salvage steel, and you went for a street sign. Right. So why did you go with the street it's, sign? It seemed like, especially with the carbon steel, it seemed like the the easiest uh, thing for for my background and experience. Mm-hmm. I knew that I could forge that round stock down into flat stock, and then stack it, restack it back up. And essentially, I'm making a Damascus build, which yeah. is what I do like all day long. Okay. So it was very. Uh, I, I, I think if you're going to do this show, you got to stay within kind of like your lane. And, and from the, uh, which I didn't do the first episode, uh, first season, or yeah, in the first season, especially with that takedown handle construction. Didn't yeah. have really obviously a choice with the, yeah. the hollow grind, but that takedown construction, I should probably should not have done that. Mm-hmm. I probably should have kept it. Uh, it's still nice, but a little bit simpler. Yeah. Um, so doing, uh, use, choosing the road sign was definitely, uh, for me, the best way to just use the skills and knowledge that I already have. Uh, one thing I didn't take into consideration though is all the prep time that I was going to take to do that. And I didn't actually start forging my Damascus billet until an hour and a half into the first round. Yeah. So I forged that together, welded it up, and then forged a bar out of that. Uh, it's funny because I my plan was to make a chef's knife uh, uh, one that was designed to withstand like chopping in the stuff um and they did tell us that we were going to be doing an antler chop mm-hmm. and an apple slice so i was like okay fine i can just tailor the geometry of the cutting edge to withstand cutting into an antler right um 
but I had some issues spreading the material out to get the height or the, the, the heel height that I wanted, the depth of the blade on the chef's knife. So I ended up forging out the, and it had to be four, I think it was like 12 to 14 inches long or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, yeah. uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> My memory is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And overall max was 22 inches right. for the whole, the whole weapon. And then, uh, but so I ended up forging out this kind of weird kind of slight like elven slicing like short sword almost because <laughs> yeah. it was it was like 14 inches long yeah um and so but they kept calling it a chef's knife throughout the whole episode and i got mm -hmm. all kinds of emails people were like i loved your chef's knife i was like that was a fucking <laughs> chef's knife it was a fighting knife <laughs> but i appreciate it yeah um for judging they just said yeah a slight warp in the blade but it yeah. looked great and doug felt like a proud papa yeah yeah, so yeah. That's, that's pretty good yeah the warp that's uh, actually, I think Josh also had a warp in his blade. And the first thing both of us did in the second round was to work on getting those warps out. Yeah. And uh, we both did like a torch along the back. And then I was prying on, on it in the vise. It, it's, it was kind of a sketchy thing to do. I mean, yeah. anytime you're prying on the knife in the vise, they're like, oh, everybody's yeah. like on the edge of the seat for the thing just pop and break, yeah. which definitely has happened. But I was like, I feel pretty comfortable with what I'm doing. If I lose, I'm like, whatever. Uh, it happens. Like, oh, <laughs> go out and, and flames dive down to yeah. the ground. But anyway, yeah. You had to incorporate at least three handle materials in the handle design. Used pine cone and cardboard. Didn't really show a lot of airtime for you during that round. Yeah. Um, it seemed, I guess, pretty simple for you to just knock Yeah, it was pretty out. straightforward. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kept it simple. Uh, for strength test, they had the antler chop. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah. They said it was super light for its size. It suffered a little bit of edge deformation, but yeah. that was that. And for the sharpness test, Dave said it maybe cut through 10 apples. He just, I don't know. He just said that, even though it cut through the 10 apples. He said maybe cut, I have maybe to go cut back through and watch 10 it apples. Again. It's when he was going to go do it. He's like, maybe it'll cut through 10 apples. Oh. Um, but Jason said, yeah, I went through all 10 like a lightsaber. Like a light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so for round three, um, you had to make the, the Ida. The yeah. Ida. Um, so another long weapon. Yeah. At this point, were you ready for another long weapon to make? I, I had anticipated that. Okay. And I had reached out actually to a gentleman I first started knife making under who I knew had a three-foot-long heat-treating kiln. Mm -hmm. So I... I got a hold of him before I even flew out. And I was yeah. like, there's a potential. I might be coming back to come do some filming at the shop. And he's like, yeah, feel free to come by and awesome. pick it up. So he, uh, if it wasn't for that, I probably still could have heat treated out of my normal kiln. But it would have been really pushing because it's actually longer than the than the Gladius. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, that would have been rough. But fortunately, he was happy to let yeah. me borrow it. And But, yeah. So yeah. I don't know what else you got for that. Um. It had to be between 22 and 26 inches, double edge. Um, so you went for mosaic steel, yeah, which uh, was cool, and a full integral blade. Yeah. Um, was there? Were you just kind of going for just high quality construction when you went? Say, I'm going to go with mosaic for that, or just I wanted it to look good, but I also wanted it to be strong. Yeah. Um, Typically, especially when I do a mosaic pattern for my chef's knives, it's a tiled mosaic. There, mosaic refers to like the very intricate pattern that mm -hmm. ends up being revealed on the blade. Um, so there are a lot of different approaches. And so I tried to use one that was kind of the strongest overall. And that was essentially laddering the 
the mosaic bar and so what you're getting is a partial cross section mm -hmm. and so it's still one solid piece after you forge it all out the rest of the way um but yeah i just i just wanted to be good and strong yeah. but also aesthetically really yeah for sure. give it a little edge there yeah um day three heat treat good quench fit and finish etching handle so they didn't show like a lot for you which is normally pretty good yeah um you come in to do the kill test on a ballistics dummy it was sharp it broke some ribs lacerates deep balance is good it yeah. will kill yeah. it was a nice to see doug once again just taking it and going to town on a dummy yeah no that was awesome uh yeah it was cool to watch it be put to work <laughs> right there in the middle of the and medieval perform yeah. perform well yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh sharpness test three strikes through a web of ropes it was oh, fast yeah. and light um overall cut but was not ex not as successful as josh yeah so through everything i was uh reading before as i was prepping like flying back essentially home to do the competing um it, essentially the ida sword was a short sword that was kind of the precursor to a uh machete mm -hmm. so i was like okay and it's from Africa, and so I was like, okay, they're going to be cutting vegetation. That's the only thing that makes right. sense. And so I designed the geometry and to be able to cut through, like, sugar cane and vine mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Kind of essentially like the first episode I was on. Um, but they didn't do that. They did hemp rope. And hemp rope, you kind of need a very fine edge geometry, um, which Josh is did have and obviously it just blasted through every single rope it cut yeah but then it turned around and that bit him in the ass on the last yeah. test which was super rough to see yeah he made an awesome sword so a strength test you had to chop into femurs um <laughs> <laughs> so well and when i when i was going home i was like there's no fucking way they're going from chopping on antlers to cutting through a leather boot or something like that. Like, <laughs> they got to up it and the only thing bigger than that is chopping through femurs so I was yeah. like I got to do everything I can to heat treat this mm -hmm. and grind it and sharpen it in a way that it can withstand that worst because the last thing you want is you know the sword coming in contact with something like that yeah. and it just like getting yeah. bent over or completely breaking in mm -hmm. half which obviously has happened yeah. and so I did everything I could and it did surprisingly yeah well. it picked it up a slight bend but the edges held up yeah. And you pulled out the win and beat Josh. So the skin of my teeth. <laughs> Did you have a, a Damascus pattern you've been working on lately? Anything new? Yeah, so uh it's on my Instagram and it's uh, I think I've been calling it Briar Patch. And essentially it's a new take on a uh, very traditional, I guess traditional as in Damascus is only mm. people have been recreating pattern well seal for like the last 50 years. So, but it's a take on the basket weave that really looks like the pattern weaves over and under and around each other. And I've been able to do that with this new pattern and it looks super awesome. Nice. Actually, I'll show, I got a, the blade out in the shop. Okay. I'll show you guys. Cool. Um, but it looks really good and it came together nicely. And so, yeah. Um, when you start a new pattern, new Damascus pattern, is there a first step for determining what you think the end result will look like? I draw it all out. Yeah. I don't know why I can do this, but I visual, I like, I'll be grinding a blade or grocery shopping and then I'll see this thing in my mind's eye. I'm like, well, I got to draw it. And so I'll stop whatever I'm doing if I can. I actually, I always carry something on me mm -hmm. to draw with or write with just in case so I can do that. And, um, and then I go home and I reverse engineer it. And mm -hmm. so I identify different elements of the pattern and figure out what it, 
previous step had to happen for it right. to get there and just essentially work backwards until I have a starting point. And then from there, I work forward and most all the time, as long as I've forged things the proper way, pattern comes out exactly yeah. how it's supposed to, which is awesome. bonkers sometimes. It's weird. Do you have a favorite non-kitchen knife you like to style that you like to make? Yeah, so I make these little uh, kind of like bush knives. Yeah. Um, and I did, I'm trying to think when I did one last. I think it was like last summer. But it's just a, it's a blacksmith's knife, essentially. Mm -hmm. And it's just rough forge. It's got an upset uh, like choil, which is the, the back of the heel of the knife. Mm -hmm. uh, so it kind of acts as a soft place for your finger to rest against. Right. Um, but it's just like a, I don't know, like a five, four or five inch knife. And... Uh, just pretty much force your shape and, and just a little bit of grinding to sharpen it. Okay. And, um, yeah. All right. That's, that's a fun little one. It's good forging practice. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. Was there anything else? No? The people off camera? The, <laughs> the people have spoken. <laughs> so, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a pleasure to meet you. For sure. See your work. Can't wait to see what you come up with, um, especially those other Damascus patterns that you're thinking of. So, Thanks for watching, and we'll catch you guys next time.